Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in UCLA, the UCLA sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam Conan, and I am joined once again by my co-host, Travis Reed. Travis, how's it going, man? It's good, Sam. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. So we're, we're coming here for a special um, Selection Sunday uh, NCAA tournament preview kind of spe- special edition here. UCLA men's basketball, they get a four seed. They're playing Akron on Thursday. Um there's a bit it's a bit of a mixed bag from selection Sunday from a UCLA perspective. There's some pros, some cons, some missed opportunities, uh, other things to go through there. Um, and I think it's pretty safe to say UCLA would have been a three seed if they had won on Saturday, uh, when they played Arizona in the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. Didn't go their way. They were up 12 in the second half, but defense kind of fell apart. They lose to the Wildcats in a pretty tough one. But all things considered, pretty good game against the, what ended up being a number one seed. So they're, they're, again, pros and cons. So we will be breaking all of that down, um, mostly just talking UCLA men's basketball today. I know uh, football has got the pro day coming up on Tuesday. We'll probably find time to break that down pretty soon when we get the numbers and film and everything from that for, for the guys trying to go to the NFL and you see that women's basketball just accepted a bid to the, to the WNIT because they didn't make the NCAA tournament. So there's other stuff going on, but this episode today, we're talking men's hoops. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, bet online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info along with great contests, including the Bracket Contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, where the game starts. And 
yeah, with with all of that out of the way, let's just dive right in. Travis, you see UCLA come out as a four seed in the East. You see, you see it come up on TV. What was your instant reaction? Uh, that the turning committee always does UCLA a little bit dirty sometimes. I mean, they send us, they ship us to the East, even though we're in Portland the first couple of games. Uh, they put us in the hardest bracket, I feel. I mean, they put us in the blue blood bracket, to be honest. Because if you think if, you, if UCLA, if they win against Akron, they might could play Indiana, right? If Indiana beats Wyoming, beats St. Mary's, blue blood, blue blood. And then they would have to play Baylor in the Sweet 16 if Baylor makes it to the Sweet 16. And if they beat Baylor, they get the giant one against Kentucky. I think um, they can do it. I think they match up with Baylor better than what people think. Um, I think Kentucky, I would, that would be my dream uh, matchup. And I know Johnny Juzang will love that one. <laughs> Uh, I think that would be his dream matchup to play Kentucky in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four. Um, I, I feel like UCLA has the resume of a three, maybe even a two, a low two. But I think they were set, like, on these brackets, like, no matter what, you know, because I just felt like a lot of teams kind of shocked me, kind of just getting in regular, like Michigan. Yeah, Michigan had like, no business being there. They were 17 and 14 and they were 11 seed. That means they were in, in, they wasn't just in, they were, they're not even in the playing game. They're 11 seed. Um, so I was just, you know, kind of shocked. I mean, I think I also think about uh, Houston. Houston was like 30 and five, just beat, you know, just beat uh, one, you know, conference tournament, uh, just beat the breaks off of uh, Memphis. Uh it is a lot of shocking. Virginia Tech smashes Duke, smashes North Carolina, and they're 11 seed. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and Texas, who lost in the quarters, or is, is a six. So, uh, it's just, you know, the, the, the seeding was very interesting to me. I felt UCLA was better than a four. I don't care what nobody said. They were like a minimum two, probably a three. But, you know, it is what it is. It's not about seeding. It's about matchups. I think they actually have a good matchup in Akron and then a good matchup in St. Mary's. If say they play St. Mary's in the second round uh, to get to Sweet 16, I think they have a really good shot to get to Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, like you're talking about seed doesn't really matter. You just got to win the games no matter what seed you are. That was definitely the takeaway from Mick Cronin his press conference after the bracket came out. Um but I mean, they they start in Portland, which is okay. I mean, if you're a top four seed, you get the regional geographic rules and everything in play. So when you're there, going to be on the West Coast. It was just is it San Diego? Is it Portland? You would have liked to be in San Diego. Um, that that would have been nicer on travel on on attendance. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of stuff going on that that would have made that a little more inviting. But they end up in Portland. It is what it is. Uh, I think going east to to Philly, obviously you would have liked to have been in the West, and then you're playing in San Francisco, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, if you make it that far. Um, so, yeah, not not great. But then you look on the flip side. You say, well, if you were in the West, then you would have had to go through Gonzaga. So, yeah, you're fine there. And the one seed in your bracket, Baylor, 
they're they're coming from Texas. So they're if you meet them in Philly, then they're coming a long way too. Same goes for Kentucky or whoever ends up coming out of the bottom half there. So it's not a, a crazy disadvantage or anything. They're they're not totally screwed over. Uh, you would have liked a three seed, so you avoid a one seed a little longer. Obviously, it makes sense there. Uh, and most of the metrics put UCLA as a three seed, or some even as a two. I know they were number eight in Ken Palm, uh, so, so that would have put him as a as a low two. Uh, but then you look at the net. You look at BPI, you look at RPI, you look at Barthag, they're the number 10 in all of those metrics. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're a top 10 team in all those, you should be a three seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know the strength of, of record had him at 15, which puts him as, as a four seed. So I guess they're just going off that because everything else has him as a three seed, which is weird. I mean, you there's... <sighs> There, there are some people who are like, oh, yeah, but you, know, you can't just look at metrics. It's the, the whole thing. And it's, yeah, I get it. But the NCAA made this net ranking thing two years ago so they could have something to, like, like a baseline to decide. Obviously, it's not 100%. It's not exact. It's not one-to-one every year, every time. But what's the point in bringing up this whole new system if Houston, who's number three in the net and just won their conference tournament, and, and they're a five seed? <laughs> and by the way, so Arizona, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on the, the Pac-12 tournament a little bit, but they obviously looked like a true national title contender over the weekend, uh, e- even without uh, Carissa, who, who might possibly be back pretty soon. Uh, now, if Arizona makes it to the Sweet 16, they're probably going to be playing Houston. And if you go by the net, Houston is the third best team in the country. So that's a <laughs> crap draw for Arizona. You had a yeah. crap draw for UCLA because they got to play a one seed in the Sweet 16. Uh, Baylor, probably the weakest of the four one seeds. Uh, I mean, they're still Baylor and they won the national championship last year and they're rightfully a one seed. But if you're going to have to go against one of them, that's probably the pick. And like you said, they have a chance. Um, but yeah, not a great draw for UCLA. But it, it, I guess it's not the worst possible thing. No, no. I think uh, to be honest, like you figure like this, look, Kentucky, if a couple of their players doesn't get hurt in the middle of the season, they're probably a one seed. Um, obviously, Tennessee is just a bad matchup for them. Uh, Tennessee's a you know a terrible match for Kentucky. But let's just say Kentucky, even even with those losses, they if they win the SEC championship, uh, they're probably still a one seed. So in all essence, UCLA would have to do go basically go into two one seeds to get to the Final Four in Elite Eight in the Sweet Sixteen. But to be honest. Uh, in Philly, I mean, wherever Kentucky is, they're going to travel. They can go to the moon. They're going to travel with fans. Yeah, um, It's just no home court advantage for any team in that in the East bracket because, you know, Baylor's from Texas, like you see, UCLA is from yeah, yeah, Purdue, I guess, is the closest. Yeah. Purdue, my honest, like Kentucky, Purdue fans, is not there's not really a lot of them. Kentucky's going to travel wherever they go. So I guarantee you it will be in the games that it will be 90% or 85% Kentucky versus anybody. And uh, like I said, I think UCLA, I think the way they're playing now, uh, I think they have a shot, you know what I'm saying? Because there's no dominant team this year. There's no dominant team. All the teams, if you look at the champion, Duke gets dismantled by Virginia Tech in the ACC championship. 
Uh, Auburn, Kansas is good, but I never trust Kansas. Uh, you know, Gonzaga, like I said, they have a cake, a cakewalk, really to the to the at least the Elite Eight where they got to play Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, I still I think Duke beats them, but we'll go over that later. Um, you know, so like I said, it's just interesting to see. Or like the the seeding. I mean, Tennessee beats Kentucky twice, wins the SEC championship, and they're three seed. While Kentucky stays at two, and so does Auburn, who lost in the quarters. So, um, yeah, it just like I said, some of the seeding was a little bit weird, but it is what it is. It just now it's about the matchups. You know, UCLA just got to win one game at a time. Get ready yeah. for Akron. Yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, starts with Akron. Uh, if you, if you look at them, we'll, we'll come back later this week, just cause it's March madness. We got, we got a lot to talk about. So we'll talk a little bit more about Akron and the specific road ad later on this week, but just baseline stuff with them. I mean, their defense in terms of points per game is top 25 in the country, but then you look at, uh, the Bartovic ratings, you look at Ken Palm ratings and they're somewhere around like 160 to 180 and when adjusted for pace and possession and all that. So not a not a great defense. They were fourth in the MAC in the regular season, uh, and they just kind of went on a pretty good run there in the conference tournament to to steal a bid. So good on them. But UCLA, I, I think they opened as a thirteen and a half point favorite. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So that that's uh-huh. definitely uh, warranted. UCLA should should handle that pretty. They pretty should. Easily. They should. Like, like I said, and now it's it's about guard play. Like I've seen them play. Actually, I watched them in the, the championship game. Not the mm-hmm. whole game, but I've seen them by half of them. They slow the ball game. Like, they slow the ball down. They're more of a slow down, kind of methodical team. Um, which, honestly, is good for UCLA. Exactly. That's, that's that's how UCLA should be playing. Even yeah. if that's not how they always do play, that's how they're better yeah. in the slow situations. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, that's how uh, St. Mary's plays. You know, St. Mary's is a veteran-laden team with a lot of fourth and fifth-year seniors. They slow the game down. And if, say, St. Mary's wins, you know, wins out, UCLA plays them. So, like I said, I think the first two two games are very, very winnable uh, for UCLA. Um, because I think none of the four teams, I think, is really like, oh, God, we got to play like Wyoming, Indiana, St. Mary's, or Akron. It's like, oh, you know, scary. I think, you know, so I think they, they match up well against these teams. Yeah, I, I think they've, they've got a pretty good path to the Sweet 16. It's about as as solid as you can get as a four seed. And then once you get there, probably playing Baylor because you look at the teams that Baylor's got to go through. I mean, uh, obviously, one versus 16 doesn't really matter. It's a one in a million thing. It could happen, I guess, but uh, probably yeah. not. Then you got UNC Marquette teams that at certain points this year were good, but right now, not really on top of it. I mean, like UNC you, beat Duke. Last yeah, week, UNC has a chance. Last game, but yeah, UNC has a chance. Yeah, Baylor is rightfully a one seed. They're very good, and they are athletic and talented and, and all that stuff. Just on a pure talent level, uh, a very good team, and the production matches it too. And that is a team that can definitely give UCLA fits. This UCLA team that can probably compete with anyone in the country, but there are just certain matchups that aren't great for them. Baylor is uh, not as good as Arizona, not as good as Gonzaga, um, but they have athleticism, they have length, and 
and we'll physical. see maybe yeah and, and and they're physical so so we'll see if ucla can can match that which they really didn't against arizona on saturday which we'll touch on in a minute yeah yeah and i like i said i think baylor yeah they're the type of team that will give ucla problems because what gives ucla problems is what size and physicalness right mm-hmm. um i think baylor even even with missing their the defensive player of the year who was out their big man. Um, they're still like very physical uh, defensively. And you said they's going to have to come with the hard hat and the lunch pail and put the hard hat on and be ready to play uh, with Jaime and, 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 you know, Cody Riley and, 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 you know, and all the big men that you said is going to, it's going to have to play because Baylor's going to meet you physical. The guards are physical. So Tiger's going to have his hands full with their point guard because he's a short, stocky guard who can score around the basket. So it'll be interesting to see. I think uh, if let's just, you know, project both of them make it to the final, final Sweet 16. I think that uh, UCLA matches up with Kentucky way better than they match up with Baylor. Yeah. Which is me. I think UCLA yeah, matches up with UCLA has matches with Kentucky perfect. I think UCLA can slow down Kentucky. I think it, I think it'd be a 10-point win for UCLA, to be honest. Um, that's just me. I'm just uh, obviously that's how I feel about UCLA. I think how good they can play. But Baylor, that is their tough matchup. Yeah. And uh, before the the end of the show today, we'll come back with some quick instant reaction picks for Final 14 national champion and all that. But uh, before we get to that, let's talk about what happened over the weekend in Las Vegas. UCLA beats Washington State in the quarterfinals uh, pretty easily. They take care of business against USC on Friday. And like we were saying earlier, they were up double digits against Arizona on Saturday in the championship game. A win would have definitely locked them in as a three. Maybe would have got a little buzz as a two. Probably not, but they definitely would have been a three. Would have been UCLA's first Pac-12 championship since 2014. It didn't go that way. Things kind of fell apart towards the end wheels fell off especially on defense Uh, a lot of back cuts a lot of layups for arizona just not really what you want to see but at the same time it was a really entertaining game it was a good game it arizona is undoubtedly an elite team and you know what it is what it is we'll see what happens in the rest of march but travis when you're watching that on saturday night what what were you thinking just when they went up and then when they went down just through all of it (laughs) I was excited. You know, honestly, I was excited. I thought that these were the two teams that should have played in the Pac-12 championship. I'm glad it wasn't no upset yeah. to where, like, it was, like, Oregon State or something. That kind of what happened last year. <laughs> um, I think these are the two best teams in the Pac- Pac-12. I thought that it was a game of runs. But I, I what happened was Arizona, their best player, the MVP of the league, uh, showed why he's the, on another level. He is a lottery pick. He is sensational as a player. Um, when you said he was up 10, 12 points, he basically single-handedly brought him back by himself. Coming off same play, three, 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 layup. You know, like he, Johnny Juzang is a great player and he's probably one of the top guards in the country. He's on another level than Johnny Juzang. He showed why he's a lottery pick, and Johnny Juzang's probably in the late first round, early second. You know, um, Arizona as a team, 
they fed off of him. And then, like, like I said, I think you said they started turning the ball over. I, you said they got jumper happy because the same jumpers that were making when they went up 12 were the same jumpers they were missing. Uh, and then allowed, allowed Arizona to get back in the game. Um, I felt like UCLA has to have inside. They have to have balance. It can't just be one-on-one jumpers. That is not going to beat the elite defensive teams. You know, uh, you know, like it was a great game, but like I said, I just felt like, you know, UCLA lived by the jumper, died by the jumper. And then, like I said, they allowed Arizona to get a run going and then the other guys start hitting jumpers. Uh, and, you know, they end up losing, but it was, like I said, it was a great game, great game. It had me out of my seat, yelling at the TV, screaming, come on, Bruins, let's go. <laughs> but I just felt like Arizona, like I said, based off their MVP, it was their best player to carry them. And I get 28, I think. Something yeah, like that. 20, 20. 27 and seven assists too. Yeah. yeah like he ben was Dick Matherin is, is a great player. Oh my God. Uh, oh, he, yes. he was, he was scoring late, but he was, uh, addition to Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry had some big shots there in the second half. Yeah. Um, and and Matherin is was definitely the offensive player of the game and is was rightfully the most outstanding player of the tournament and Pac-12 player of the year. But Christian Coloco, ooh, yeah, he was a absolute presence, especially on defense. He changed that game. UCLA really in, in the second half after the 17 minute mark and then Arizona went on a 15 to two run. They were just not getting anything inside. And, and that kind of led to them relying on jumpers. So it, it's not just the refusal to take them. It's when they did try to take shots inside uh, around the paint, Coloco was there for blocks. He was there for steals, tip passes. He was scaring guys out of shots down low. Yeah. Uh, and he was just an absolute menace. Coloco was really good. Uh, Balo really good. When they play with two pretty much seven footers out there, that's tough to match, especially when Cody Riley for the past few months has been just a pretty below average player on, on offense in the post. He can still hit that mid range and, and that's fine. Adds a little layer for UCLA, but uh, if he's not working well in the low post, Miles Johnson's not working well in the low post on offense, then you're going against those two seven footers. Plus, Miles and Cody were in foul trouble. You had to bring in uh, Kenny Wuba for for a bit. So, yeah, that that is as good as Matherin was. That game was decided by the bigs, and Arizona really, really outplayed UCLA in, in that in that aspect. They were killing him in the post. UCLA has, like I said, if if it's not Jaime scoring, and if you notice, Jaime had to he had a great game, but he had to really, really work for his points. Like mm-hmm. it was like four, five, one, two, three, four, five moves just to get a shot up. And UCLA has to find some kind of balance inside out. You know, it can't just be all jumpers. You're not going to beat the great teams. That's why I said Baylor scares me because Baylor is, they have the length and athleticism of Arizona. They're not as good as Arizona as far as scoring the basketball, but they have the length and athleticism that can, and physicality that can match UCLA and I feel like you said they got to have some kind of balance. It can't be all jumpers. It can't be just one-on-one jumpers. That will not win you a championship. That will not get you to Final Four where you need to be. Yeah, and and it's tough because uh, try to when when you were at UCLA, how how did you guys do in Pac-12s? What, what did you guys did you guys win any? Make it to the to the championship because it's been eight years since UCLA has done it right now. 
Uh, when I was there, there was the it was the Pac-10. Shows you how old I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was the Pac-10. But there was no uh, tournament like when I was there. They had just Uh-oh. did the tournament the year after I left. Okay, um, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I knew it came and went and yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we came in third both years, Arizona. Uh, one year Stanford came in first, one year Arizona came in first. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Stanford was the we ne- I never beat Stanford. I was I was zero six against them. Zero four UCLA. Zero two at Army State. Um, Stanford was a team physical, slow down the game, body up. Uh, that we struggled against, you know, because we was a high flying team, get off on fast breaks, live dunks, all that kind of stuff. So physical teams, you know, we struggled against that, you know. So I think uh, with UCLA, it's the same, you know, like. They struggle against those physical and, and don't don't get it twisted. Arizona is athletic and physical. Uh, and if if one thing has a going, which he did last night, scoring 27 and eight assists, they are hard to beat. Now, can he maintain that consistently through a whole tournament? I don't know. Um, but that night, last night, it was like they said, like the bigs dominating, blocking shots. Cody Riley would have four, six, if that. And Miles Johnson doesn't even look to, he doesn't even look to score. He doesn't even look to like look at the basket. He gets no. rebounds and wears a wide open layup. He's trying to throw it back outside. I'm like, just go up. <laughs> you, you know, you're 6'10 or whatever. I tell him, so, you know, 6'10, 6'9. He got long arms. Just throw it up and maybe you get fouled. You know? Uh yeah. So like I said, I think, I think Arizona, like I said, is just. They were just maybe a little bit better of a team, you know, this year. But we'll see. Like I said, UCLA, I think if they can get it going, like I said, Jaime looked better. I mean, Jaime obviously looked great. And then Johnny started to get look better. They look a little bit better. So, you know, you never know how the tournament goes. Yeah. And I think over, over the course of the weekend, you feel better about UCLA now than you did going in. And, and they yes. won six out of seven going in. Yes. And before that yes. championship game, they won what eight out of nine. Yes. So yes, yes. I mean, to to be a hot team and then hold a lead in the second half against arguably the best or second best team in the country. Yes. You're in a good spot. You're. you're yes. I mean, like you said, Jaime continuing to score. He was a little less efficient because one of the guys who really struggled with that length uh, from Arizona was was him. He was probably the the prime victim there um, outside of the, the actual post players and Cody and Miles. But yeah, then Johnny uh, picked it up a little bit against USC just to kind of yeah. get back in a rhythm, getting double figures. Um, but then he really comes on has has a pretty solid game against Arizona. You, you want to see him, you want to see a Tiger get a little better at defense. But in terms of who's in a rhythm offensively, uh, you, you're feeling pretty good about where you're at. Uh, Jules Bernard, the last five games, pretty much is is looking like the Jules Bernard from non conference play. Mm-hmm. And with that, I mean, you have four guys out there who can get you a bucket, got good wings, got good guards. It's a pretty good situation to be in. So, uh, yes. yeah, you, you you like that win against USC to win the season series. You would have liked to do the same against Arizona, but it is what it is, and now it's March. No, I definitely agree with you. Uh, like I said, as long as you're going into March playing well, I mean, UCLA, like I said, came out and went to the Final Four as the 11th seed. Last year, so they was in the playing game. Remember, they was playing on Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and almost should have lost that one against Michigan State, you know. Oh yeah, uh, you know, 
what I'm saying? So, and like I said, they, they rode that momentum all the way to the final four. And like, you, you never know how these tournaments go. Like, I, I, like we've said, me and you both, there's no dominant team. So maybe Bayer loses to North Carolina. You don't know. Maybe Kentucky loses to Murray State. I mean, not Murray State. Uh, yeah, Murray State. Uh, so you just never know. It just never how the chips may, chips may fall. I remember when I was there, UCLA, we were a six seed, and we went to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, we, we upset, yeah, we upset Michigan at the, when they had tractor trailer and all these guys, uh, and they were the three seed, and everybody, everybody just predicted us to lose. So, you know, you never know what happens in the tournament. You just never know. And we, I was on the team where we were a five seed, and we lost to a twelve. Detroit Mercy, my second year, so. You never know. Like I said, these these kind of one on one and done situations. You never know. Yeah, and it, let's uh, take a look back at the bracket. I guess a little bit. We'll we'll make our picks now for where UCLA is going to end up, where where everything is going to go. So, uh, I don't know, Travis. Did you you were talking about it earlier and everything? But do you have final four picks and champ national champion? I I have not filled out my bracket yet, but uh, I don't know. Where are you standing? Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going UCLA National Championship all the way. <laughs> all right, there you go. Banner you know number 12. Banner number 12. But uh, like I, in my final four, I did have uh, – I had Duke beating Gonzaga, okay? okay. I had UCLA uh, beating Kentucky in the Elite Eight, so they're in the final four. Um, let's see. In the other side, I had uh, – who was the one seed in the Villanova? There's a, there's Arizona. There's I, Nova, I think there's I think Tennessee. I think Arizona. I think Arizona. I think Houston beats Arizona, and then I think okay. Villanova beats Houston to get to the Final Four. Okay. Uh, I think Arizona gets upset for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. I think Kansas is good, but I think they lose to Iowa. Uh, Iowa's hot. I mean, they they won the Big yeah. Ten today, and I think Auburn comes out of that one. I think Auburn Auburn beats uh, uh, Iowa to get to the Final Four. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, because I, 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 I off the off the top of my head, yeah, that's just off the I'm, top. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. These these next few days are for research, and we all lock them in Thursday. There you go, and and everyone yeah. feels great, and they're gonna get a perfect bracket and win a billion dollars. But let me see. Um, yeah, in the West, I think I'm going to take Gonzaga. They got, like you said, easy path to the Elite Eight. Uh, and then it's Texas Tech or Duke uh, or Alabama who's in there. Uh, I, I know Alabama beat them earlier, but I, I don't even think they Yeah, make it I don't that see far. them beat them again. Yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah and then Duke uh, losing to Virginia Tech, losing to – to UNC recently, I I know it's Coach K's last year, and uh, I'm I'm just not feeling it. So I'm putting Gonzaga in there. So uh, either Gonzaga the, beats Duke, come back and beat Duke, huh? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So then uh, to the East, I I think UCLA loses to Baylor. It's a tough <laughs> yeah. matchup. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It'll yeah. be a good game, maybe the the best game of of that region. Um, but I mean, just not ideal for UCLA. And then who's down there? Kentucky, Purdue. I think I'd go. I think I'd stick with Baylor. Um, 
And then so you got them over. You got Baylor over Kentucky. Yeah, I'm. I'm not huge on Kentucky, but we'll see. I, I'll. I'll do more research. Uh, cover all the bases. Um, I'm picking Arizona out of the South. That that one I feel uh, more confident in. Villanova is just. I feel like they're a little overseeded. They're good. They win the Big East, but they always win the Big East. So who <laughs> knows what it really means? Uh, and then I honestly have no clue about the Midwest because well, I don't. I don't love Kansas or Auburn. Uh, Wisconsin I really is way overseeded as a three. Wisconsin should be like. A five. <laughs> I just I can't believe. No, if you, I know if they, you notice, they, Wisconsin they, has a lot of quad quad one wins, but I just I I have no idea where to go in the Midwest. I could see like a well, double digit seed making it out of the Midwest. Well, no, like I would say this with the Arizona. I, I don't know why. Like I, they're great, and I think like I said they're great, but I feel like. They could lose because the coach is the first year. They're just learning how to win again, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I get that. Uh, and I said, like, look, I think, honestly, if UCLA would have been, if they would have beat Arizona, I think UCLA, Villanova switches. I think Villanova becomes, say, say UCLA wins the Pac-12, beats Arizona, and then Villanova loses uh, second round of their tournament. I think UCLA becomes the two, Villanova becomes the four. Because they won, they usually beat them head to head. So yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely uh, a lot of weird yeah, yeah. things with this bracket. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, Arizona. Say, don't, I don't understand. It. It's weird. I would yeah. say this also, like the eleven six. I guarantee Iowa State beats LSU eleven six. Yeah, I don't like uh, LSU. Yeah, uh, I I guarantee. When I, you know, like I think Villanova, uh, Virginia Tech beats uh, Texas, you know, 11-6, right? Okay, okay. Uh, I, I think Villa- the interesting thing is because there's a lot of, uh, at this time where the bracket just came out, we're either day of or a day removed from all these big championship games uh, from the different conferences. I think only one uh, conference champion, a winner of a conference tournament, has gone on to win the the whole thing uh in the since 2014 i think there's only been one and it was villanova in 2018 other yeah. than that the, these teams that that get hot and win those conference tournaments they don't end up winning at all so i some make it far some some stay hot but not everyone can be 2011 yukon <laughs> that's <laughs> that is a, a hard mold to fit into Yes, so yes, when it comes yes. to Iowa, Virginia Tech, who really knows? Who who was it last year? Uh, Georgia Tech. Did Georgia Tech lose in like the first round, maybe second round? And they had like a crazy fun run through the ACC tournament and just turned it out to just kind of wash out, didn't oh, matter. You figured like this. Oregon State won the Pac-12 tournament last year, and they went all the way to Elite Eight. Yeah, that's true. They, that there are, there's no – hard and fast rules when when you're filling out a bracket i feel like everyone should know oh, that no, by now. No, like no, oh yeah no. there, there's always a 12-5 upset and this is going to be the one year where there isn't <laughs> no just, no there's always there's, I, yeah oh, always oh i'm one. totally no it's never chalk and yeah it's gonna be four one seats it's, 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 there's something stupid that is gonna happen something weird and it just oh, is that, it is what it is oh, is that said it i agree with you I, I only say with the chalk the four one seats hasn't happened since like oh eight 2008 when UCLA, Memphis, Memphis, Kansas, and North Carolina, all four number one seeds, the first time forever that they actually did it. It never will go chalk because uh, 
This year, especially, there's no dominant teams. So there will not be chalk. I guarantee you one of these one seeds will lose in the Sweet 16 game. One of them. Maybe I mean, two I, of them. I, I could see. I mean, what what year was it? Was it Villanova in like 2017 or, or whatever it was? It was some. Didn't they lose to Wisconsin in the round of 32? I mean, like one seed's losing the round of 32. It's it's not like one versus sixteen, which it's only happened one time ever. Like one seeds do lose to eights and nines. It, well, it happens. Yeah, yeah. remember uh, Wichita State? I think it was old, four, like two thousand fourteen. Wichita State was undefeated. They were thirty two and zero, and then they lost in the second round to Kentucky. Um, and so like I felt like one of these one seeds will go down. It always happens. Yeah, uh, my my pick. I mean, just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, mm, I'd say Kansas is maybe the most likely. Yes. Uh, ba- Baylor is probably the worst of the four of them, but I think they're such a tough matchup for UCLA that I don't think UCLA will beat them. Uh, so Baylor could lose to North Carolina, leader. though. Baylor could but, lose to North yeah, Carolina. Who knows? And how fun that would that be? UCLA, North Carolina in the Sweet 16. Who knows? A Kentucky matchup coming up after that. There's a lot of storylines. There's a yeah. lot of fun this time of year. Obviously, it's, it's March Madness. We love it. Best time of the year. Yes, agree, agree, agree. So that'll pretty much do it for Believe in UCLA, presented by Bet Online. Uh, just want to thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, uh, really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe, turn on notifications on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever you're listening on. Uh, and yeah, make sure to. Come back later in the week, next week to to catch all our shows. Usually uh, published Monday mornings, but you know it's a special time of year where we're, we're going to be churning through stuff, talk, talking hoops, uh, breaking it all down. So Travis, thanks so much for joining me again. And where can people find you and your work online? Pretty much, you can find me at Travis W Reed R E E D uh, on Instagram, Travis W Reed, and Travis W Reed on Facebook. Um, Find my two social media platforms. And if you want to, I post all my social media stuff. Uh, if, you have, if you like this show, uh, it's a great show. And like here is my other show is An Athlete's Journey uh, on the same network. So just type in Travis Reed when you go to Believe Network and you'll see the other show as well on Spotify, iHeartRadio, all that stuff. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sam Conan. And then you can find this show and a lot of other UCLA content on allbruins.com, the UCLA site for Sports Illustrated. So you can check that out. You got everything for men's basketball, women's basketball, football, baseball, softball, gymnastics, whatever. Uh, you can find it there. Follow on Twitter at si.allbruins and on Facebook at si underscore allbruins. So yeah, check us out there. Subscribe to the podcast. Really appreciate you guys listening again, and we will see you later. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.